What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Uh, uh, welcome back to the Bridging the Gap podcast. I hope you're all well. I'm absolutely fine. Thank you for asking. Uh, and we're back with the podcast. I think the last video, the last podcast that I put up, I was looking earlier. I literally put I'm back in like September. Well, I had a pretty rough period from September, pretty much from like August until like the beginning of January. I went through a very, very rough patch in life. Um, and like I'm on the back end of it, I've still got some things I need to deal with, but it's been very, very difficult to be motivated to talk for like half an hour, you know, as as you can expect. It's been hard to do YouTube. It's been hard to do Instagram. I've managed to keep with Instagram because it is a little bit more point and shoot. Instagram, I took a month off, uh, if not even longer. And uh, yeah, I'm feeling better. Like I needed some time away. A lot of it, kind of the pressure of everything, got to me. Obviously, stuck with the bodybuilding in between. Don't you worry about that. We're peak bulk, peak androgens right now. 121 kilos this morning, and I'm gonna spark a joint for everyone listening. <sighs> Lovely jubbly. And, uh, and I will be smoking this throughout this. So if you hear puffs, that's why. So, guys, I've got a few questions for you. Number one, would you ever want to see this podcast with someone else on it? And would you want to see it in person? Uh, the way you can answer me is just DM me, literally. DM me or tag me on your story and say, yeah, I want to see this in person. Because I live in Bournemouth now, or in that area of Bournemouth. Not actually, I don't actually live in Bournemouth, but that kind of Dorset area. I just say Bournemouth because the gym I go to is in Bournemouth. Uh, and there's a lot of podcast studios that we can go there. Um, I was thinking about getting Louis on. I think that'd be really, really cool for us just to kind of spit, spit some bodybuilding, have another little bit of an outlet because it's something that I really thoroughly enjoy is obviously having this outlet for, you know, an hour, an hour. Or, well, I normally do half an hour to 45 minutes myself, but if it's with someone, an hour, and I know that Louis has a lot of value to offer as well. So I know that it could be a good thing. So I'll be very interested to hear what everyone else thinks and if I should do that. Um... What should I start off with? Pretty much done the life update. Got a one week left of Blast. I know what competitions I'm going to be doing. I'll probably save it for another for another podcast. Uh, but I know what competitions I'm going to be doing. And I'm pretty much ready to execute the plan. Eight weeks of TRT starts kind of Monday. So we'll spend eight weeks kind of off. Which would be kind of well due. I've definitely felt like the cycle creep in this week. This last couple of weeks. In terms of just like temperament. And that's what kind of what happens when you take trend, even at a low level. Like I was using 30 milligrams to begin with over the week. Um, and I noticed my training immediately spike up, went to 50. Um, and noticed my training spike up again. And now I'm at a peak of, uh, what is that noise? This is definitely for me, boys and girls. That's the DPD, man. I'm going to pause this, I'll be back. And it wasn't for me. <clears throat> so trend. <laughs> Went up to 100 milligrams, I'm at 100 milligrams now. And uh, honestly, I'm feeling that. I'm really, really feeling that. My temperament goes, my uh, my temper just goes pretty quick, which is kind of annoying uh, because like once it goes, I like I can say to myself, it's the fucking trend or the people I'm with, uh, I can be like, it's the trend, I'm sorry. Uh, but it doesn't take away that feeling, which is kind of annoying. It's just like a dark shadow, and that's the kind of the dangers of these drugs sometimes mentally, especially with something that's so uh, neuroactive like like trend. And you've got to be careful in that administration. In administration, which is why when I hear people doing three, four hundred milligrams of trend, I think fucking hell, son. 
that's nuts because I use one 100 and my brain is frazzled sometimes and it's the importance of cycle design guys and it's something that I employ implore into all of my clients is um, the benefits of good cycle design you know you're gonna grow better you're gonna feel better you're gonna less you're gonna do less damage and potentially you know where you're less toxic you might fucking grow more because you're just turning things over really well and so with all my assisted um, online coaching clients that's something that we talk about a lot so um feeling that um in the best like position of my life physically which is awesome definitely definitely want to just maintain this as much as possible now like my shift for the first two weeks on trt is going to be obviously progress 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 take as much as you can because you're where i'm using enanthate molecules uh my actual plasma level isn't going to kind of come back down to zero for like two or three weeks so or probably three or four weeks so you do have like a one to two week period after you stop injecting where your hormones and your plasma levels are still going to be pretty high so it's not going to be like a straight slump it is going to be like a gradual and then it's just going to be a, a reduction in volume, maintain composition the best as possible. If I do start gaining body fat, I will pull back and I will just make sure that I don't make the start position even harder um, than potentially it, it would be by adding that body fat. The goal of this year was to not get so fat and that's kind of what we've done here. I'm seven kilos lighter than I was at peak off season last time and I'm also considerably lighter. I should say six kilos, five or six kilos. And I'm also considerably uh, leaner, which is really, really good. So... It's been really successful, honestly. Like, I've been pretty... Despite, like, seeing a lot that I could have improved and a lot of opportunities I could have taken a little bit earlier, I think I held back on... I almost feel like I held back on food too much at the start and and pushed it too hard at the end. So I'd like to just push a little bit harder at the start and taper off a bit more where I was a little bit leaner. Um, but still, nevertheless, still really, really good. So I'm excited to, I'm excited to kind of get this eight weeks done, maintain, have a holiday somewhere, like relax, and then, um, you know, have a have a good run at this Olympia shot, which is kind of crazy to say. So that's what we're going to stay focused on uh, throughout all the noise. Um, so yeah, I thought I'd just go through a few questions. After got a few questions here on my Instagram, I'm probably gonna reply to a few of these on my Instagram. So if you don't follow me. In fact, you probably come from Instagram, so I need to worry about it. Um, so we'll do a few drug questions because people love the drug questions. Um, do you think it's worth HCG while being on low dose, trest mast cycle, test trend mast cycle, and HDH? So it doesn't really matter what you're taking. So you listing the cycle doesn't do anything. But what HCG is is ultimately is to mimic um, luteinizing hormone LH, and we know that with using exogenous hormone like testosterone you're actually just going to crush your own suppression with that anyway so there's no need for you to put a mimic in which is only going to replicate and try and get things started a little bit better um, or basically just help you things get kick-started um, with a with an exogenous help if you're continuously putting exogenous hormone in it's going to make little to no difference uh, if you're running hcg so in my opinion my opinion uh, i don't see the point in running hcg i would save it for when you want to come off and you want to get someone pregnant i'd worry about it <coughs> um best place to get low test checked 
I would always uh, recommend Medichex. You can use Josh Rich for a discount. Uh, I'm just scrolling through this as well. I'm a little bit slow of answering them because uh, I'm trying to find the drug questions. Uh, best cycle for growth, not including HG, which I'm assuming he means human growth hormone. So for me, um, there's always going to be a testosterone base. Um, you're going to want to run. I mean, without sounding cliche, the best cycle is the one that you can tolerate at the highest level without the beast side effects. So basically, you want to run your testosterone as high as you possibly can without estrogenic side effects. Then you want to bring in a DHT derivative. And then eventually, once you've scaled the ladder, you can bring in something like a 19-nor, an androlone trend, something like that to attack that glutocorticoid binding. Uh, you could also look at uh, PPR pathways. You could also look at insulin pathways, IGF pathways. So insulin growth, uh, you know, maybe a, a nandrolone test trend, primo test. And I think like you're on the right lines there. Just touching each of these pathways of growth of hypertrophy that PADs can take you down. I do think that it's a good way to just to, uh, to go through it. It's just to like, fill one pot, spill into the other, fill that pot, spill into the other, um, but just tactically, um, which can really, really help. So that's where I say <clears throat> for things. Uh, is it safe to draw up syringes for the week and leave them in a drawer? Um, I'd recommend leaving them in like a plastic bag so you can't got no risk of like any dust or anything like that coming into them. And you can just make sure that it's going to be a completely clean injection. Then there is no reason why you can't do that at all. Um, which is good. Full stack. What's your full stack? So I'll give you my full stack on my on my podcast. You guys listen to me. I always think it's much safer as an influencer, someone who influences people or a bodybuilder, to talk about your cycle on a podcast because, yes, it can get clipped, but more often than a lot of people listening are already 10 minutes in and they kind of understand the way I talk and the way I frame things and they know I'm not fucking dildo. Uh, though, dildos are fun sometimes, so... Maybe I am. Um, so at the moment I'm using testosterone, I have got to my most ever testosterone ever that I've used in uh, per week, uh, this blast, which is 500 milligrams. Uh, the one before that I got to 400. No, I got to 450 in prep. I did 400 in my blast before and like 350 before. So literally every time I've just done a 50 milligram bump. Um, I used 800 milligrams of Prima Bolin, no, 850 milligrams of Prima Bolin at the peak, which is right now. Um, I've been to 1,200 before. Uh, I've been to 1,000 a few times, so 800 was definitely one of my lowest. And then I got to 100 milligrams of Tren, um, which for me, um, I almost feel like 70 milligrams would be fine. 100 milligrams, I can just feel that creep over a little bit too much into my everyday like mentality. Like I'd much rather not feel like that, so I do try and avoid like tipping over into that which for me around about 70 milligrams would be perfect. I might I might try that the next time, but obviously the next time I do it would be prep, so maybe not. Um, I'm also using human growth hormone, HGH. I use Pharma Grade. I buy the pens. Uh, it is a little bit more expensive, um, but that is... Uh, I use four I use a day, and I just do that pre-bed. I also use insulin, Nova Rapid, and the slow one, which is called Lantus. So I use both of those. I use L-carnitine. I use Telmasartan for blood pressure regulation and cardiovascular properties, renal protection and liver protection. I also use metformin to regulate blood glucose alongside uh, using growth hormone. Uh, so that's my full stack. Um, I started like half of that maybe, literally, and then I just tapered up over 16 weeks. So that's my stack. Um, best supplement for kidney on cycle. So Telmasartan's a really good one. 
Um, it's obviously a blood pressure regulator as well and an, angi and an angiotensin receptor blocker, so it can help with kind of heart pressure. Um, there's also kidney stack astragflow from uh, supplement needs. I use that as well. And there's also um, a kidney, I think it's literally just called kidney from Revive Sup. So Revive or supplement needs or your go-to or trained by JP would be, would be a really good one as well. Uh, that's pretty much it for the druggies. Uh, or final question, Pharma Test, $350, UGL, $100. Which option are you taking? Jesus Christ. Well, you can get them tested. I think it's called like a HPLC test. And they could, they could take the oil, and they could tell you how much is in it. So I would take the $250 I've saved and spend it on a test from the UGL, and then I know for next time that the UGL is legit. <laughs> That's what I'll do. Um, that'll be it for drugs. That was only a few minutes. There was only not, not, not too many other questions on here. So about drugs, that is. So we'll uh, be careful. So do you ever track your sugar intake? What's the high I should let it go uh, into a gaming phase? So I try and not get any processed sugar. I don't really have too much processed sugar. Actually, now that I think about it, but sugar in like some chocolate covered rice cakes that I eat every now and again, I'll have honey. Um, right. Oh yeah, and I'll have rice crispy square bars, which is probably a little bit more sugar, but um, I don't track it per se like i obviously track it because it's in my fitness pal i don't look at it um because as long as my blood glucose is healthy as long as i'm getting most of that sugar from fruit as long as i'm not having too many processed carbohydrates i'm, I'm, I'm okay with my risk of having a little bit higher um sugar uh, what made you move to the south coast for those of you guys who didn't know i moved i left london i don't know if i said that in the podcast actually i left london i'm not in london anymore i'm in the south coast as i mentioned it earlier on I'm near Bournemouth. I'm along like that coastline, basically. I'm not going to give the exact place just because last time people found me and it wasn't fun for me or uh, my girlfriend at all. We both were not having a good time with people stalking us. Um, so, yeah, I'm on, that, I'm on that south coast. What made me move here? Honestly, to train, to train with a friend, Louis, to train full time as a bodybuilder um, and just to kind of get out of the madness of London a little bit, which is kind of nice. So, that's pretty much it. Like, there's no need for me to be in London. Get a little bit more for your money here. Kind of, you know, live a better life for less. It was a no-brainer, really. Although, after my tax bill, I might actually just leave in general. <laughs> uh, how do you drink your coffee? I normally have oat milk lattes off-season and then just blacken on prep, unfortunately. Um, but, yeah. Is there anything you do help with acne? I've talked about acne many times. Uh, you just need to reduce oxidative stress. So you can type in like reduce oxidative stress into Google and you'll have like a plethora of different things that you can do. Who's your biggest competition when you're on the O stage? Let me get to the O stage first, boy. <laughs> That's the hardest part to do is to get there. So I'm going to worry about that and then I'm going to worry about who's my biggest. I mean, the biggest would be the guy who won it, I assume. So Aaron, Aaron Banks. Collab with Seabum or top or place top five at Olympia? Top place top five at Olympia, bruh. Stand next to him, yeah? <laughs> Get to know him there. Um, yeah, I can know. How many grams per kilo is your protein intake at during your bulk? It's like three, just over three. I try and get from complete proteins. A lot of people try and boy me off. A lot of people try and boy me off. They go, why are you eating so much protein? I'm like, number one, I'm 120 kilos. So that's 265 pounds. So if you're doing a gram per pound, which is what most people do, that's still 265 grams of protein I to eat a day. So... If I'm off, I'm only off by 35 grams of protein. And you know why I add 35 grams of protein to make it 300? Because think about bagels. Think about 
pieces of bread. Think about uh, little trace carbohydrates that pop up, uh, little trace proteins that pop up here and there. And it accounts for those extra ones. So in, I have two bagels every morning. That's 10 grams of protein. That's 10 grams from gluten as a protein. Like it doesn't have a complete amino acid complex. So I add an extra 35 grams in there to account for those extra bits of protein, which I know that I'm going to be getting from uh, a subpar source. So I try and get 250 to 260 grams of protein from like animal products, for example. And that's where I go from there. Um, uh, overall, you're feeling happy. You're feeling better after the move. I'm definitely feeling be better after the move. Um, definitely feeling better after the move. A lot of stress relief. There's a lot less stress in the air. I just got um, a few things to work out with business, which is the main issue right now. Like the the tax and the, the VAT, it's just making it so so hard to grow a company. Like, obviously, I'm not fucking Mr. Miyagi of business, am I? Like, so obviously, when you see money come in, you think, All right, cool, let's. I know I've got to pay tax and VAT, so save that. And then I think, oh, there's not much left. Well, how am I supposed to invest into a new line? And then I made the mistake of investing way too much into the new line, the last one. I bought way too much stock. Everything sold, but I bought five times too much stock. And I did three items too many. Like, I should have half the amount of items, and I should have half the amount of stock, at least. And that just really fucked me over, alongside being told by my old accountant that I could claim my car through my business. Uh, what he didn't tell me is the tax rate comes out as dividends, so that was like, then I had to pay that over the last three years all in one go, because I hadn't been doing that. So I had to pay like 60, myself 50,000 pounds over the last three years or more, or six, or, six or, or four years, however many years it was, I can't remember. And then I had to pay tax on that, and then I've got to pay all my, and it's just like, Come on, Sam. I need to just sort out either my spending or like my actual margins properly because it's killing me. Anyway, that's the story for another day. Um, have you had the issues of trying to grow your abs but accidentally losing the slim waist in the process? So your waist is going to be largely unaffected uh, by like your ab development. Abs are just muscles, so they're going to grow. They're not going to make your waist bigger. Your waist is more determined by your hip width. So I'd worry more about not giving birth because that's really the only thing that can change your hip width and then just try to stay as lean as possible in the off-season. Um, you know. Hair is looking thick. Thank you, guys. Anyone who's noticed the hair, thank you. Um, I've been using... Honestly, you get a stack here. I'm going to do a video on it, but my, my only snack has literally been minoxidil. Spray on, that's it. My hair's been absolutely banging from it, so that's all I've really uh, been putting on um, completely. Uh, and that's pretty much it, which has worked really well. Um, there's a few other questions here, but like honestly, I want to keep this one short, 20 minutes. I don't want to set myself up for failure and not turn up again next week. So I'm going to just, oh my God, I'm just going to remain here. If you uh, have any questions, guys, drop me a message. Peace, everybody. <laughs>